Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 4, Episode 11, titled Kuvira's Gambit. Yet another fantastic episode. Holy crap! This thing kicks off this three-part finale arc so perfectly in such a magnificent way. Like, this episode, it is jam-packed with all the things. So much happens, so much so that when I was watching it today for this show, at a certain point I was like, oh my god, How is this episode not finished yet? Because, (laughs) like, they just packed, like, an episode's worth of content in, like, the first half of it. Like, it's, it's kind of insane. It really, really is. So, we might as well just get right into it. So, we start off opening scene, uh, with Kuvira's speech to... Her soldiers talking about how over the past three years they've done amazing work uniting the Earth Empire. But there's still work to be done. Because after the Hundred Year War, Avatar Aang and Fire Lord Zuko stole Earth Empire territory to create the United Republic. And we're gonna take it back. I I told you. I told you. This was going to come back. This sentiment that the Earth Queen expressed all the way back in Season 3 was going to come to the forefront. This frustration was going to create a big impact later on in the series. Did I not tell you that? Did I not tell you that that was going to happen? Well, now it's happened. And honestly, it makes perfect sense, given that Kuvira is like, setting out to purify, quote-unquote, the Earth Empire, like she's purged it of all non-Earth Kingdom citizens, non-Earth Empire citizens. Uh, He had all those fire and waterbending prisoners that Bolin and Varric hung out with for a couple episodes. So Kuvira's now... Planning to take over Republic City, and then the Earth Empire will be truly united. And it's really terrifying. (laughs) Kuvira gives this speech in an incredibly menacing way, and I really love this opening. Now, meanwhile, while this is happening, we get the return of Julie. 
Uh, Bolin comes back, brings Julie with him. And Julie's like, yeah, uh, I pretended to be loyal to Kavira to sabotage her weapon. And... Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're coming. I, I failed. They're coming to Republic City in two weeks. We need to prepare for them to be here now. So this evacuation gets ordered, and they start rush production on these flying mech suits that Varric and Asami came up with. And I especially love this scene, where Julie returns to Varric and admits that everything she said was a lie. Everything she said was not in any way true. And she apologizes to him. And Varric seems like he's having a genuine human reaction for a second. And is like, oh, you, you shouldn't feel bad about any of it. And then he goes into his typical Varric. Hey, you're my assistant again. Now go do this thing. And Julie's just like, hey, no, I'm not doing that anymore. You want me around? Treat me like an equal. And then she storms off. I really, really like that scene. It is so perfect in so many ways. Uh, so on the evacuation front, uh, Mako begins to do an announcement of said evacuation. And in his fact-giving... Starts a bit of a panic. <laughs> he starts uh, the tiniest bit of a panic. <laughs> he just goes on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> with these boring facts and not actually explaining anything. Just being very monotonous. And because of that, everyone's confused and calling in and just like, hey, what's going on? Like, it's just gone nuts. And then Prince Wu steps in and gives an actually fairly moving, fairly inspiring speech that really does show himself as a genuine leader. Like, again, just like in the last episode when he came up with the idea to evacuate. He... He's actually displaying some maturity. He's actually displaying some growth. And, like, as he starts talking, the panic dies down. People know what the hell they're supposed to do. And... They're just calm. Like, Prince Wu actually displaying genuine Earth King traits. It's really amazing. Uh, so Prince Wu and Pema are leading this evacuation, getting people out of the city. Meanwhile, uh, so Kavira moved up her timetable a bit and is showing up a week early. And we see this on this wall 
deal on this little guard post at the edge of the United Republic. They're freaking out. Oh my God, Kavira's a week early. We need to radio Republic City. And as we see, Kuvira's armies show up. We also get a reveal of how the weapon is being transported. Via a giant mech. And oh my god, this thing could not be more menacing. This thing could not be more terrifying to look at. First off, this is an amazing reveal. But also, like, it's just so huge and imposing. Like, it just towers over everything. Uh, Especially these little normal-sized mechs that were such a huge deal all the way back in Season 1. This is, like, a million times bigger than those, and it has this, like, giant cannon arm that fires that spirit vine cannon at will. That spirit vine energy at will. And it's just going over and over and over again, putting out these huge spirit energy blasts that just level everything. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. This thing is scary as hell. And eventually, Korra, Mako, Bolin, and Asami, they all fly over thinking, okay, we're gonna disable this weapon, it's gonna be pretty okay, and fear is not gonna see it coming, and we'll stop her immediately. And then they see this giant mech, and they're like, Oh, God. (laughs) What the hell? What is going on? Like, it's just like, clearly they were unprepared. They were incredibly unprepared for this being a thing. And apparently Kuvira was developing this in secret. In intense secrecy. Not even Bolin knew she was building it. Not even uh, Julie Knew she was building it. Uh, I guess it was like only Kuvira and Batar Jr. that knew. Like they were keeping that under wraps in a really, in a really intense way. Uh, But after a very, very brief encounter where Kuvira shoots the shit out of them. uh, The gang just flies off to warn Republic City because they're all screwed. And Kavira's like, yeah, just let him go. No one can stop us. And then, uh, the invasion begins. Kavira's invasion begins to be a thing. And you get this masterfully handled standoff between Kavira's forces and the United Republic forces. And as Kuvira's just destroying random things with this spirit vine weapon, uh, boats, and, like, just pointing it directly at these soldiers, President Raiko makes the decision, makes a very tough call, which, I mean, look, 
Raiko's an idiot. He's stupid. We all know Raiko's stupid. He's the worst leader. But honestly, like, I find it hard to flat out disagree with this decision. Because at the end of the day, it is his responsibility as President of the United Republic to oversee his citizens, to save his citizens' lives. So he makes a tough call here to surrender to Kuvira, to stop the inevitable carnage. So Raiko has given up. Kuvira is ready to send Batar Jr. to negotiate. Korra's not having this because she's Korra. So she runs away before Kavira can see her there. And now she's on her own. Now she is 100% entirely on her own. So now they're sort of regrouping in Varric's factory. Trying to figure out, okay, uh, what do we do now? And they come up with this idea to capture Batar Jr. And get the information out of him. Try to figure out from him, how do we destroy this weapon? So, Korra... And a few of the airbenders, including Tenzin and Boomy, Janora, Kai. Uh, they launched this stealth mission to capture Batar Jr. It goes well, and it's a really, really cool sequence. And then we get this interrogation. Korra tries to shake the info out of Batar Jr. That doesn't work. Uh, Suyin tries to just be motherly and try to convince Batar Jr., very desperately tries to convince Batar Jr. to come home and to turn on Kuvira. Batar Jr. refuses that. And then Korra comes up with the idea to not threaten to physically harm him, but threatened to take away the one thing he cares about most. Kuvira. She threatens to run away, take Batar with him, and make it her life's mission to keep them separated. This cracks Batar. And Korra has him contact Kuvira and say, Hey, uh, we need to back off or else Korra will keep us separated. We need to back off, let Republic City be a thing, have the rest of the Earth Empire, go away, get married, it'll all be good as long as we leave. And Kavira's like, okay. Alright, sure. 
I'll... I'll stop attacking Republic City. I'll definitely stop attacking Republic City, and I won't... IMMEDIATELY SHOOT WHERE THIS RADIO TRANSMISSION IS COMING FROM WITH MY SPIRIT WEAPON KILLING MY FIANCÉ WHO I CLAIM TO CARE ABOUT, WHO I CLAIM TO HAVE FEELINGS FOR So we get our ending where Kuvira tracks down this radio signal and immediately shoots the hell out of this warehouse. Oh my god. Oh my god. That moment where Kuvira just points that spirit weapon directly at all our heroes. And then this building just explodes in this massive burst of spirit energy. Right behind them. And you see in the distance this smoking rubble. And Beifong just goes to check for survivors. And then the end card comes up. My god. My freaking god. That is insane. That ending is absolute insanity. And genuinely, genuinely hurts you. Genuinely has this very menacing effect on you as you're watching it. It is so freaking fantastic. Uh, so yeah, that was all one episode somehow. <laughs> that all happened in one episode through some form of magic. We got two left in this series, and then we're done, and oh boy, is there a lot that is going to go down in said episodes. I'm really excited to bring this home. I'm really excited to get these last two episodes out, because my god, my god, there's going to be some stuff we need to dissect. But anyway, that's that's later. This is now. And now, we're done. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV Archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time. If you feel so inclined to send those in, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything you get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 4, Episode 12. Talk to you then.